Blake now for the Campbell's Gambles podcast. Butters! We're back. We're back. We're season back. three, episode one of the Campbell's Gambles podcast. Blake, you're <laughs> up and about today. I can really hear it. The loud punters. The punters, nice. they're tuning in. They're listening. It's it's going to be a huge week of racing at Royal Randwick. Pumped, are you? Oh, can't wait. Can't bloody wait. It's like the unofficial start of the spring I mean, it's the more important start of spring, this one. The real spring doesn't start yet, but the racing one, I guess, does this weekend because you got the first group one at Rose Hill, the wing stakes. So, yeah, um, mate, I'm pumped, baby. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, it's can't believe that spring doesn't kick off front of a fortnight because if you look at the, the races on Saturday, oh, honestly, as Blake said, unofficial start of spring. Wing stakes, first group one of the season. And it's going to be a big season. We've got roughly 14 or 15 episodes planned for season three. So um, group one racing will not die and neither will the Campbell's Gambles podcast back for another year. <laughs> um, we've got a few new segments this season um, that we've sort of trickled in there. First one will just be hitting up straight off the bat, um, which you'll shortly find out. But there's also going to be another one where we're going to get the punters to send through something disgusting that happened to them during the week. Or maybe even something good. And uh, the winner of that will get a free membership to something that we're going to reveal later on in this podcast and on the pages tonight. So um, you're looking Lots forward to of secrets. Lots of secrets. A lot of secrets in that one. There'll be a there'll be a bit there'll be a secret that we'll be speaking about in race nine, I think. There's there's a there's a short priced favorite called Secret mm. in Secret. So um maybe she might get a whirl on this podcast. But uh, how was your winter break? What did you get up to? Anything exciting? Nothing as exciting as uh, what's going to occur on Saturday, but uh, <laughs> I but, saw you at no, Gosford just... on, on Sunday. Was that you? What? Hey, was that you at Gosford or Wyong or wherever the hell we were on Sunday? Was that you? I swear I saw you. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, che- checking out all the uh, all the hounds down at the farm, yes. up at the farm. Yeah, getting involved in that cheeky stuff, trip man. to the Greyhound Farm. Yeah. No, you've been you've been working pretty hard in the in the uh, in the autumn winter, Jason, getting all that sort of stuff sorted out. Yeah, the stocks have certainly increased over at CG Syndications. A little plug there to start off the show. Um, yeah, had a had a bit of a rough start to the week this week. Only one winner so far, but um, plenty of places, plenty, plenty of hard luck stories too. But um, that's a great game with the Greyhounds. Um, but yeah, I guess that's what's my uh, my winter break's been just just a lot of work, um, just trying to eat through as much as possible. And I, I guess Blake's been much the same. You've got a few new um. A few new punting um, ventures. Heard you get into the esports, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Few few new doubles, few new doubles. So um, yeah, mean- but mostly just mostly just following the racing and and sort of honing the skills for uh for what should be a new and improved spring this uh 2022 2023. So that's yeah. been the uh, that's been the central focus. Well, we can't pump doubles tires anymore because they've dropped us as a sponsor. So if anyone wants. To sponsor this podcast, and um, you're listening out there, who who better to do so? Who better to <laughs> roll out the red carpet than Blake and myself to uh get you know a few more a few more customers through the doors of whatever um shop you do own? So uh hit us up at info at cginsight.com.au if you want if you want to get some sponsorship um on the show and, and get a few segments named after your company. But um we're gonna dive straight into the first segment that we have. Sunday, a uh, horse to follow in the spring, just a pretty easy one to bump us off. Horse to follow in the spring, Blake, and give us a reason why. It's like the most simple but the most difficult segment to answer. <laughs> um, it's spring hasn't even started yet, and we're like, where, where to look? There's that many exciting prospects. Um, one, one's returning this weekend in the Wink Stakes. Animo um, is the is the early favourite. And um, he's like, he can't do anything wrong. Basically, like, just look at him. He's that that you know his form and everything speaks for itself. 
he's definitely going to be one of the most exciting horses to watch this spring. But um, one for me, a personal favourite is Stewart. Uh, we, I remember when she was she was going around at big big odds, three figure odds, cricket score odds, and um, and then you and I, Jason, sniped her out, and then a couple starts later, she was winning races as a short short odds favourite. So um, that was a big turnaround for her, and it'd be very exciting to see what she can do uh, this spring. Yeah, as Blake mentioned, I, I'm also I think my key, I guess, follow for the spring, especially deeper into the spring once the cups start to come around, is Jewess, I like to call it Dwayne. Don't know why. Um, yeah, so she she's actually heavily in a few of these markets: the Melbourne Cup market, the Cox, um, the uh, what was it? the Caulfield Cup market, um, the Epsom, um, the George Main Stakes. So she's right up there, and I'm not expecting much from her this Saturday. However, um, that's just purely brought on the fact that. Her, her main goal is probably still two months away. So um, we'll yeah. keep her nice and handy. Just want to see her snag back near last and just hitting the line and slowly progressing up to probably 2,000 metres when we first probably, when she might, will, or she'll, she'll get into her wheelhouse and, you know, Blake and I might start being a bit wax lyrical about Jewess. And uh, uh, I'm really interested to see how Profondo comes back. I thought his trials... Um, building into this race have been really good. Um, and I'm very happy to forgive his last preparation. I just think going down to Melbourne um, on a wet track just completely threw him off. And he just, he raced like a bit of a uh, a, a boy, um, just very raw, immature type of horse. But I think he looks very, his trials have, in my opinion, looked very similar to how he was going in his first preparation where he won a group one race at start number three, and you can't really say that for many horses. So the talent surely um, definitely there. So I think him between the distance ranges of 1400 to 2000 meters, I think on a dry track, I think he can definitely surprise this Saturday and it wouldn't surprise me if he run a good race. And I think one that raced the other day um, returned in great fashion, surefire for um, Chris Swallow with the Frankel colors on. I think that's also a horse uh, once it steps up in distance up to the 2,000 metres. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit flat second up, um, but third up, fourth up, fifth up, I'll be looking to um, certainly back it if it gets in a winnable race. Um, is that about it? Good ones there to throw in the throw in the black book for the listeners or just to keep an eye out for when they're, when they're going around and keep your ears peeled as well for, uh, for when we mention them on the podcast in future. I think uh, a lot of them are, are long-term ones though. You want to stick yeah. with them because... A lot of them probably aren't going to be ready and ripe to go because they've got bigger aspirations later in the spring. But um, don't be be too disheartened if a few of those horses don't perform in their first couple of runs because they'll only get better. But uh, we'll head right into the track conditions, weather and bias for Randwick. We're covering four races. Uh, The weather's set to be 20 degrees and sunny. The rail's out three metres. The track's currently a soft six. However, with the conditions expected over the next 48 hours, we could possibly be playing on a soft five and possibly even a good four if it does improve. Um, any track bias that you're expecting at uh, Randwick Blake? Have you pulled out the punting form bias yet? Or please, please Lord, give us a fair track. Please, Lord. Andy I beg. Lord. Please, Andy Lord. Please. please <laughs> senor, please. Senor. I pray. I pray. <laughs> you're expecting a fair track? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're expecting and uh, and hoping are synonymous, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Big word, synonymous. That's a big word. So yeah, um, I think with the rail out three and a bit of chop in the track, first group one of the season, you just got to. How do I say this? You'd like to hope, you'd like, and you like to expect it to be relatively fair. So um, I don't think you want to be too far off the speed. Um, but at the same time, I think I think no worse than midfield. I think you'll be fine. So, um, you know what they say, punters, watch and assess, watch and assess. No, oh, it's the easiest one. If, if anyone asks you that track bias, you just throw watch and assess. <laughs> That's the get out of jail free. Get out of jail when you have no idea or you haven't even done the form, um, <laughs> which happens a bit here. But um, we'll move on to race five. It's the first race we'll be covering. It's a group three show county quality over the 1200 meters. King of Sparta, after a disappointing run down the Flemington Strait, is our current $3 favourite with the bookies, lad. Um, speed map in this race looks to be relatively, uh, relatively far out. That's already a blunder. Relatively fast. 
Um, Felatively, yeah. Felatively Gambles. Good Greyhound name. <laughs> that, if we get two in the lid, and we call the other one Weak Gutted Dog. Um, <laughs> sounds good. Weak Gutted Dog. It sounds good. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're in the same opinion of, of myself, Blake, but when you see the two main speed factors drawing outside barriers, do you think they'll go fast in that race? Because I, I generally think that's normally a type of race where something on the inside kicks up and bees an absolute pain and they go a bit harder than what they should. Uh, I, I agree with the general sentiment, but in this race, I, there are, there honestly aren't any horses I can see kicking up and trying to hold out prime candidate or embrace off. Um, the, the, the fastest of the horses drawn underneath and it is a small field or a relatively small field as well. There's only 10 horses. Um, special reward and electric girl will both like special reward was completely out the back last time from, from gate 12. It's drawn way better this time, but I still don't think it's going to kick up and try and get the lead. Uh, it closed off really strongly last time from barrier 12. It went back to dead last and it was next to Halal who I'll be talking about later. Um, but special reward, I can't see kicking up and trying to hold out the lead. And same thing with Electric Girl. Um, I can see them both trying to get sort of the back of Prime Candidate and Embracer, but I think Prime Candidate and Embracer will will end up just sitting one, two uh, pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'm mm, the same to a degree. I think Electric Girl could surprise a little bit here. Well, not necessarily surprise. If you look back at her form last preparation, when she ran thir uh, third in the Triscay Stakes, she actually was mm -hmm. second in running, sitting outside Snap Dance that day. So, yep. um, also in the uh, 1400 meter race at Flemington, obviously over a further distance, she's probably more likely to sell forward. But she did head mm -hmm. at Avisto that day, so it wouldn't surprise me if she kicks up a little bit here and was a bit of a pain in the ass. But regardless of the fact, if you watch Prime Candidate's last couple of runs, he's gone out like the clappers and embraces certainly only knows one way. So. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a lot of speed in this race. And yeah. purely because of that, I'm going to be with the favorite here, King of Sparta. I can completely forgive two of his runs as preparation. Um, and that's been the Eagle Farm run when they've ridden him, in my opinion, outside of his comfort zone, trying to push him forward where he raced King. They rode him dead at Caulfield on a wet track. And he absolutely thundered home behind um, in front of Scalapini. And they gapped the third horse in Miramia. Um, last prepper, uh, last start in the Ori down the Flemington Strait, he just threw his head off. I didn't think he raced too poorly, in my opinion, and he did SP favorite in that race. But um, you just can't over race down the Flemington Strait. Think back to a circle, he'd be much better off. And obviously, the winner in that race, serious suspect, he goes really well. He's got a, he's one of the, I'd say, more informed horses down the the Flemington Strait track over the last six months. So. I'm very happy to be with King of Spider here. I just hope Nash from Barrier 7 rides him absolutely dead, saves him for one last run. And I, I generally think looking at this field, it'd be hard to argue he's not the best horse in this race, if not second. Yeah. So I think um, I think, I think $3 is a very fair price, a very fair price. And I think this race goes exactly to plan for King of Sparta. Yeah, that's how, that's how I assessed it uh, to an extent as well. Um, I think... I, I agree with the statement that King of Sparta is probably the best horse in the race at his best. Um, and I was with him two starts back when he was able to win over Scalapini. I was also with him last start when he failed down the Flemington Strait, which you can make excuses for. He did over race a little bit and it didn't look like it was, you know, you know the race sort of panned out ideally for him. That said, I I'm not a hundred percent sold on whether this race will pan out 100% ideally for him either. I know Jason, you're more confident in the fact that he will get the sort of ideal run um, with a bit of speed on and, and get the gaps and whatnot. But when showmanship is the second favorite in this race drawn barrier one with J Mac aboard and can settle closer, ran a really good race at Warrnambool on a complete bog track after not racing for 86 weeks behind Frankie Pino, which is really strong form. Um, the way I looked at it was that showmanship was a, was a better bet uh, in my eyes, just because of the, the way that it sets up. I think showmanship gets a suck run um, and a drier track plus having that run under the belt after nearly two years off racing. Um, he's definitely going to be better for it. So 
it's an interesting race. And I, I, to be honest, I couldn't really make much of a case for anything away from King of Sparta and showmanship. The next, the next I had was electric girl, but um, clutching at straws once I went past King of Sparta and showmanship personally. So honestly, I think it's a, a bit, bit of a match race and with, with showmanship drawn barrier one, J Mac aboard, I don't think he'll be getting worse than sort of two or three pairs back from barrier one. Um, and if they do go slow enough or King of Sparta just gets a little bit uh, unlucky at any point, showmanship's going to be the one to run down and he might just catch a break. We head to race seven now. It's the group three toy show county quality over the 1100 meters. Current favorite in the race is the Godolphin Blue Runner Zapateo for Jay Carmen. Rachel King with 53 kilos on her back. Speed in the race. Blake, take it away. What goes forward here? Um, well, Sky Command is probably the probably the horse you're looking at to lead. Um, there are a few, well, there are actually quite a few others that are gonna, I think, press forward. Um, Boom Nova is one who uh, has all of his wins actually. He's won now four, she my bad, has won four in a row now. Um in Queensland, all of them she sat outside leader, uh, second in the run. So from from barrier twelve, expect uh, Samantha Collett to give her a good dig in the ribs and uh, get her up outside Sky Command. Volpine's drawn uh, so just underneath Sky Command, so I'll probably come across with it as well and and try to kick up a bit. Uh, there are a few others that are drawn out wide that that I think will will add to um, what looks like it'll be a high pressure race. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think here comes the boom, boom, no, with the Queenslander with Sammy Collard on board. She's got to come across and certainly put a bit of spice into this race. Um, and purely because of the spice in the race, I'm with Jamea for Robert, Luke, Price, and T-Bez. I think um, her recent trial over the 800 at Kembla Grange, albeit being beaten by the favourite Zapatero, thought was as good. Uh, her run in the victory stakes, group two level, Behind Count Darupi was phenomenal. Uh, just a few runs last preparation. You can just completely forgive them. Um, on the surround stakes over the 1,400 metres, uh, heavy 10, heavy 9 in the Galaxy, just completely out of her grasp. She's had three runs on the wet track for absolute duck eggs. So that's a complete forgive for mind. Last preparation first up. She's run a cracking third to our fangirl and Espiona and the White Fingers. I think that has to be good form for a race of this nature. Um, I do have queries on Bellucci Babe. Um, despite her dry track form being good, I just think she was with a runner we've got to touch base on later on, gifted to some degree of the wet tracks during the during the winter. Um, so I think her form isn't as good as it looks. And I think Zapateo too, uh, very good winning the Denise's Joy, but just a lot of wet track form there. Not sure if it's necessarily going to stack up on a track that I'm expecting to be close enough to a good four come race day. Um, and I think Jamea, if this race was over 1,200 metres, I'd be even more confident. Uh, I think the 1,100 metres might get a bit tight there. There might be a few, you know, what's clenching in the last, in the finishing post, but um, uh, you know, what's, there's only two of them. Um, there's four of them technically, but two of them in the uh, specific spot I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, T-Bez to come over the top with the, with the Jet and Jamea. Um. Interesting. I yeah, I I'm with Zapateo here. Um, just more more than anything on the setup of the race. I think barrier four for Zapateo um, has a bit more speed than Jamea does. Jamea, I expect to be pretty much out the back, um, especially given it's 1100 meters and like I said, there's plenty of speed in the race. I think Zapateo will be able to hold a bit of a closer position here, um, and if she can kick up just enough to hold out a few of the horses who are drawn a little bit wider, um, namely Bella Nipatina, uh, Smanova, if it decides, you know, it depends what it sort of decides to do. But if it can get three pairs back worst and, and maybe one off the rail, which is, I think, if I had to guess one of the most likely positions it will end up, um, I think it's going to be hard to beat here. I just... I mean, it's really hard to say. Obviously, none of these horses have, have run yet, or most of them ha most of them haven't, um, especially at the top of the market. Jamea hasn't run. Boom Nova has run, but not 
for a few months now. Uh, same thing with Zapateo. So it's hard to know exactly where they're all at. Um, and you're not really going to have a full idea until they do race on Saturday. But just purely off the setup, I think Zapateo deserves to be favourite. Um, I think Bellini Patina, probably the best horse in this race so far. Um, but she's drawn really wide and I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind a, a Cranbourne trial. It's just, and, and even the form last prep in the Goodwood was a, was a pretty good run um, from a very, very wide gate. She did a lot of work. Um, the trials, she's had two, I believe. One was a jump out, I think, um, which it's not listed on RaceNet, but the two jump, the jump out and the trial that she's had both looked pretty good. I just don't know where she gets to from gate 11. So I've steered clear of her in this race but yeah i had it i had zapateo on top here and i thought if boom nova was able to get outside sky command it would probably be in it a long way especially if there is any sort of leader bias or on pace uh, bias on the day I, I had it between those two um the the main reason i steered clear of jamea was i think jason you mentioned it briefly was the the fact that it's 1100 not 12 um i think it i think it makes a bigger difference than just a hundred meters, um, especially if Jamea does get sort of out of her ground early with a lot of uh, speed on paper. So we'll see what happens. And um, it's the first, it, most of these horses are first up. So we'll, we'll know a lot more after Saturday as to where these, where these horses are all at. Um, but in terms of the market shape, I think the market's got it pretty right. Beautiful. All right, we'll head to the race of the day. The group one wing stakes and what a mare she was. Um, I'm not sure when she's got to pop out that youngster. Has she done it already? I don't even know. I'm not really paying attention. But uh, would, would you know, Blake, has she popped out a youngster yet? No, I, I actually, I read an article about it. No, I don't think she has. She's still got it. I, I'm not sure when it's, I think it was, I said next few weeks, maybe or something like that. Um, so yeah. not not long, but. Hopefully it goes better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, true. The, the water's about to break. Oh, oh. Here we go. Get the buckets ready. That might be worth something. Yeah, they don't strangle it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Animo, Tula's 50 favourite in this race. Um, and there's, there's a few classy gallopers behind him. He's a, he's a classy galloper in his own right. Uh, I just want to throw straight to uh, the speed map in this race. And then we'll go to the question after. And then we'll go to the tips. So our uh, speed map, Blake, what goes forward here? Bit of speed out wide. Yeah. Do you think Profondo will go forward? Yes. I think he will. Mm. I think he should. I think he must. Honestly, mm. I, I just think the best for his biggest chance of winning this race is being the horse that is most ready first up. Um, and yeah, going forward. But I think I think it, I, I I'd find it hard to see forbidden love not be ridden very very prominently especially after being yeah. in my opinion quite poor last start so um yep she'll be ridden very positively yep yep and hinged will probably come across outside her as well so those are the three i think hinge is a funny one actually I, i'm kind of i think chris waller might play a bit of games here i reckon he, i reckon he was snagged back to last i i i, I reckon there'll be you'll see why i've tipped my two horses because I think there's going to be a lot less speed in this race than doesn't there doesn't look to be a lot of speed. Yeah, it doesn't look but, like but at the same time, I don't I genuinely don't think Hinge goes forward because Chris Waller being Chris Waller, he knows there's bigger in there's bigger fish to fry later in spring. She's drawn wide. Um he these are the type of horse where he just sneaks back to last. And if you watch her first up replay last preparation where she drew nine of fourteen, they snuck her back to last and then the start after. I think we were both on her that's that day at the surround stakes. I think it was. Yep. I think we were, were we? Yeah. And she drew uh, barrier one and we we're like, yeah, she'll go forward. She, like, she, she's gone forward in the past. She'll go forward here. And, and who would have thought she box seated and, and pretty much just got home. So um, I reckon she goes back to last. I think Forbidden Love might light this field up and find the rail and Profondo sits outside that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Animo, Jules 50. Are you taking it or you're leaving it? I'm taking it. Oh, I'm taking it. I think, jeez, like the way the way he's trialed, he's done he's done nothing wrong. Like there's been no 
um, there's been no issues to my eye apart from the failure in the in the Q, the Queen Elizabeth his last run last prep. But like when you look at that race, it's like like it, it was like, it was a bloody swimming carnival, and think it over one on the bloody outside rail at, at what odds, um, like e- easiest forgive you'll ever see. Yes, but and over two thousand meters, he comes back here. 1400 meters he's done it before same trip trials have been great barrier one j-mac aboard godolphin like it's everything just sort of points towards him in that regard and if they're all you like i i prefer not to just sort of take guesses and have swings blindly at who's ready first up based on quiet trials and this and that if i see something that i don't like in a trial like a I'll go, okay, I'll mark it, the horse down. But when they're all trialing decently, um, like Animo's nothing, done nothing wrong in the trials, like I said, if he's if he's at his best or if, if all these horses are on sort of a, an even playing field, Animo wins, I think. And especially with that setup, he wins. So uh, for me, the $2.50 is fine. I'm happy to take it. And um, the, horse that, the horse that I've got as his biggest danger in the race is Halal because... Halal's been able to mix it with him before on many, many occasions. And earlier on before Animo's, you know, he's gone way on with it, but early on when they were um, meeting each other, uh, when they were younger horses, I was of the opinion Halal was a better horse. Obviously that's changed now and look at what Animo's done. You can't really argue the case that I was arguing in early days, but with Halal having a run under the belt now, and it was a much better run than it looks on paper, ninth beaten, almost five lengths um pikey aboard from from barrier three now second up where animo's first up i think given their history of being able to go pretty much hand in hand and halal's finished pretty close behind animo quite a couple of times i wouldn't be surprised to see him run a good race here um i think i thought his first up run was pretty good so those are the two that i'm looking at most closely yes well, I have to disagree with you. I think Animo at that price is ridiculous. So I'm just going to completely just throw Mount Franklin cold water all over the idea. Um, I just I found it very interesting to see you agree with Animo being the price years and being as confident as you are and looking at your uh, $100 bet and he's not even in there. Jeez. Anyway, it's, it's their own. It's their own. I just can't believe you haven't even had a little dabble on Animo, but uh, you must be very confident. Oh, I will. I will. Don't worry. Oh, you, you sure about that 50 on each way on Halal? Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm really confident in this race, to be honest with you. I, I really think, I think Forbidden Love is a ridiculous price. I think she's just, no, nah, I think wet tracks were clearly her. Um, yeah, we can definitely agree on that for sure. Oh, I, just, I just don't think she's even that good. <laughs> that, that's we mad. Can... I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to lay into it. Like, I'm, I'm fucking black and white, but. She she won all of her group um, wins in the winter of well autumn, which was technically winter because all the tracks were broken anyway because <laughs> it just rains like the wet the season. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much as winter as winter gets, hmm. and they were all on wet tracks where she led against oh, probably inferior competition to what she's versing now. So, um, yeah, I think I think she's she's very overrated, and I think first up she travelled as well as anything didn't lengthen horses at 101 beta at fucking wonder bar was what $21 gem song 50 to one, whatever it was. But point being, I think it's pretty evident to say that on dry tracks tracks, she doesn't sprint as sharply as some of these good horses. And I think that's going to be much the same come Saturday afternoon. I'm very confident on Mawunga here. I thought his two trials have been absolutely perfect. He is ticking along like a little time bomb. That the blinkers on him. This this is completely why you got to watch the trials and watch them properly, and not just watch them properly, but watch them for long term. If you look at all of his trials, he pretty much runs dead last and everything, and that's purely because he doesn't have the shades on on trial day. He is probably one of the horses that are running now, one of the biggest blinker horses in racing at the top level, at least. He had the shades on. In his first trial, and I thought he trialed as good as he's ever trialed in his life uh, behind Halal, Blake's top pick or one of his picks. Um, and then they took the shades off in his last trial and he tailed out and finished nothing. That was just pretty much just a, a get fit trial for this Saturday. 
first up record's phenomenal. Hasn't missed a play scenes. A lot of those runs have been at the top level too. He's run third to Tagaloa, three preps to go first up in a group three CSA stakes. He won this race, beating home, very elegant, when wide the entire, um, as she was too, from barrier 12 or 14 last year. And he's also run second in the Futurity Stakes, beating by Sierra Sue, being the only runner all day at Caulfield to make significant ground. So I think T-Berry on, he's a horse that can sit, settle a bit closer from barrier two with no speed in the race. Um, I think he's a ridiculous price at $6, and I think he's clearly been forgotten about. And I think that could be purely because of his last trial, which is just ridiculous because people obviously have done their homework. Uh, and the other one in the race, I think Profondo, he's one that I also want to spruik. I think he has come back as good as he was the preparation earlier. As I already mentioned earlier in the podcast, he was a group one winner, bolted away to win at start number three, which you find another horse that's done that in Australia. You'd be very lucky to find any of them. Last preparation just didn't go to plan. I think just a bit of a, I think the trainer's already come out pretty sent up and said a bit of trainer error um, with him. Going down to Flemington, running on a wet track, just completely ruined the preparation. And obviously the horse acted a bit like a bit like a toy boy being a hentai um, or a cult back then, now being a hentai. Um, I think his mindset's in the right place. And I think he maps to get a very nice run. And if he's ever got to win another group one, I think this might be his race because once they start stepping up and trip, I think the likes of Animo um, and Jewess and and these type of horses will probably start to take a stranglehold in the races. So um. Yeah, pretty much against Animo, purely because I think he's got massive, way bigger target targets down down the line, and um, and uh, against Forbidden Love, big big set against Forbidden Love. I want to be if she wins, I'm happy to put my hand up and be wrong, but very 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 big set against Forbidden Love. I want to make note of that. Yeah, right. taken, and and I'm in the same I'm in the same court definitely with Forbidden Love. So. We've, like- look, we've we've taken the first and third favourites with Forbidden Love being the second. So if that's not a, an obvious set against, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm give her another set against? I, I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> Poor horse. She's in her barn right now. <laughs> but, um, hey, now that we've said all this, though, she'll shit in. But Yeah, probably. I don't know. I just, I just like being hard, you know. But anyway. um, Anyway, we've got a new segment. A new segment. It's called Sick Beat of the Week. There's going to be another name to it, but Sick Beat of the Week. So pretty much if you guys are tuning in to this podcast or you tune into our social media platforms, I will be doing a post on Facebook and Instagram at Campbell's Gambles. All you got to do is share your Sick Beat of the Week. So we're looking for multis that go under um, either one leg or just like really, really unlucky two-leggers or whatnot like that. We can We can play the video, play the audio, whatever it is. And just uh, show the punters what was disgusting during the week. Um, if anyone's listening to this and and can think of something, I bet I can guess what it is. The last leg that lost for your multi to bloody crash. And I reckon Jason will know what it is as well as soon as I mention it because he tipped the bloody horse. What was this? When was this? On Saturday, last, last Saturday. Last Rose Saturday. Hill race five. Was Rose Hill Race Five the iconic the icon the iconic butcher himself? Nash slap slap it on the rail and don't fucking ride it at all. Just oh, bury it. bury it as far underground as you possibly can, and yeah. don't try and dig your way out whatsoever. Just leave it there and set and forget. Yeah, well, it's been, <laughs> it's been clearly I've I've definitely put that one behind me. You got to think the biggest thing with this game is you got to put the bad ones behind you and keep brutal. It I completely was. forgot about our young lady through Moss. Yeah, uh, her record doesn't look as good as it probably should look. But um, my condolences to any punter who had that in any multis that would have would have got up because I feel you. I really do. That's that's what we're tied with any of the worst beats I've ever seen. That's tied with any of the worst rides I've ever seen. Oh, jeez. I'm I'm a hundred percent. That's Talk about laying down the law. If you can if you can find a worse ride than that, I'll I'll pay you myself. Oh wow! I'll okay. give you I'll give you my job on the podcast if you can find a worse ride than that. What are we offering? <laughs> anyway, no, um, <laughs> it's not worth much, but I'll give you the seat. <laughs> I don't know. I was just I, was, I thought it was a bad. I thought it was a pretty. Oh, let's say I thought it was a, a very passive ride. Um, there wasn't really much. It was absurd. 
I don't think there was much thought behind the ride and it just looked like he pretty much fro- froze up and had a bit of a blank, mind blank. But um, I can't really say. I think sick beats a bit a bit much, to be honest with you. Like she, The winner did still beat the second horse by about two or three lengths. And Frumos wins by three lengths if it gets out. Oh, okay, well, fair enough. Each their own. Everyone's different. I thought, I thought the... I thought the chat on the Twitter and all the social media platforms was um, fair to some degree, but also a little bit uncalled for. I, I, I can't safely say the horse last on the rails, still a good 10 lengths off the leader at the 400 meter mark was a good thing beaten. So, but anyway, each of their own, everyone looks at it differently. I've had money on it. I tipped it, but I, I can't, I'm not happy with the ride, but I can't be saying it's a good thing beaten. It still need to make up 10 lengths in 400 meters. It's very difficult to mm. do, but uh Maybe I need to watch that replay over again. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I should watch it now. Maybe I've got no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so just um, yeah, wait, just wait till it runs next time. As if oh no, found, I, it'll be the if it's not corner. found in the market, I'll be made. I'll be truck loading oh, that thing. It'll be the street corner tip. Everyone will just be like, oh, you know that horse Fremosh? Yeah, it's running. <laughs> yeah, J Mac's on it. We'll get the ultimate gear change. J Mac will go on it. That's the oh ultimate. yeah, oh yeah. Please, Lord. Yeah, you just feel the punters or something. I'm just watching the replay now. Yeah, look, the winner skipped away. Oh, that's that's harsh. The winner didn't even win by three. I was being I was being kind on the field. The winner won by a solid four, five. Jeez. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, interesting. Let's just say interesting. Let's just leave it at interesting. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's the segment. Uh, yeah. So send in send in your sick beats pretty much for the week, and the winner will get featured on the podcast. But you'll also get a free membership to our Discord group that is going to launch tonight on or Thursday night, 7 p.m. on the Facebook and Instagram pages. So, uh, Blake, you want to run us through the Discord group? What is that all about? What's it called? How do we get involved? How much is it? Yeah, called? well, there's a there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of new content to uh, to go into this group, and uh, there's been a lot of lot of work put into it um, over the over the break that we've had. Um, not much of a break for us, but just you know, to, to sort of spark up some new ideas. And this is, this is a really good one, I think. Um, and, and the punters that join will, will know exactly why we believe in this, in this new project. Um, basically what we're trying to do, what we intend on doing is build a community of punters um, on discord. If anyone doesn't know what discord is, it's basically a, uh, social social media sort of thing um it's more for direct communication and chat live chat um than than some of your other typical social media like like uh, instagram or facebook and what we intend to do is basically anyone who joins um you're gonna you're gonna be involved in in live racing banter chat um all throughout the week especially on you know sort of saturdays and um and leading up to the weekend you know we've got sport we've got nrl afl um Premier League's just started up again. World Cup's coming up later in the year. Plenty of sport um, and obviously the racing now that we're heading into spring as well is just going to continue to uh, to get more and more exciting. So we're going to have plenty of communication and chat um, about that sort of stuff and banter. We're also going to have uh, plenty of experts involved in the community who are going to be posting uh, and sharing their top selections through the Discord. So you sort of get the two-in-one deal in the group. Um, you know, you get the the interaction as well as the expert analysis uh, all for free once you join the group. So there's no ongoing fees or any of that sort of stuff. It's literally you join, um, you pay the upfront fee, and once you're in, you're in forever. So um, check it out when it, when when everything comes out and uh, get involved. We're, we're really excited about it and we, we believe in it a lot. So, um, yeah, that's... That's the rundown. Punters exclusive. Punters exclusive. All right, too easy. We'll go to Randwick now. Race nine, the group two, Silver Shadow Stakes, over the 1,200 metres. Once again, Godolphin Blue, in secret, favourite, 330 with most bookmakers. Jay come for Jay Mack. Jay McDonald. Old McDonald. Out of fun. Here we go. All right, speed map, speed map. Who do we got here going forward? A few Waterhouse bot runners look to be going forward, Blake. <laughs> yeah, typical, typical. Queen of the Ball will be up there as well. There'll be, there'll be a couple. There'll be a couple going forward. Um, it'll be interesting to see what some that are like drawn really, really wide are going to do. Namely, uh, Russian Conquest. Um, 
but some of the ones that are drawn a bit lower will definitely be kicking up. So yeah, I don't know. It's always tough to it's always tough to try and predict what's going to happen in these three-year-old races with especially with speed and and in such big fields, but um generally generally they don't go too slowly. Let's just put it that way. If, if anything it'll be a fair fair speed. Yeah. Huge wraps on Russian conquest early days. I remember when she won that Randwick race and I, I was pretty heavily on Kulangata in the um in the Magic Millions 2-year-old classic up there and I thought Russian Conquest ran as good, if not better, than Kulangata that day. And from there, she she failed in both her attempts on the wet tracks. But um, she's come back well in those trials. And I just if if that three year old season, a two year old season, sorry, hasn't taken too much out of her, um, which sometimes it can do, I think she might be the one that um, has a bit of class in this field. But uh, in saying that, I'm going to be with In Secret purely because this is a horse I have been following. Very closely, early days from the trials. I black booked her from her 18th um, of March trial at Royal Randwick. And from that trial, she has come out and scored twice, um, winning the Woodlands listed stakes race at Scone. Was a wet track on that day, so she hasn't done it so far yet on a firm track. Uh, won't necessarily be firm, but it's definitely going to be the, the, the firmest track she's faced in her career. But... I just love James McDonald sticking with this um, daughter of I'm Invincible. Uh, she's drawn very well here. She showed a little bit more tactical speed on that occasion. I just love the way she's savages the line. She just looks a real winner to me. And she looks one of those horses with tremendous upside. And the 1,200 metres is going to absolutely suit her. So I think in secret here for James McDonald and James Cummings looks a deserving favourite. Probably not a race I am going to bet into myself personally, just purely because what Blake said, they're all three-year-olds. All of them are first up. Not sure how they've come back. Some of them are going to regress. Some of them are going to improve. Um, and I guess Saturday come race day will be, be a good stepping stone for races to bet on down the track. So i uh, got to play it safe here, straight back, in secret for me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go against you. Um, although I do agree, not not too much of a betting proposition this race for mine either, Jason. Uh, Willinga Beast is the filly that I've been following uh, since her win, her debut win, uh, Canterbury. Her her run in the Percy Sykes was phenomenal. Uh, she just got she just sort of peaked on her run late and and got beat by Paris Dior, who had a had a suck run barrier three. J Mac was aboard. Willinga Beast was drawn eleven and and came right down the outside and literally like bob of the heads sort of stuff in the finish so uh i i do have a big opinion of her and i think she will be one of the three-year-olds who progresses uh rather than regresses uh she's given me more confidence in that theory uh winning winning her two trials leading up to this return um but you know how much confidence can you have in a three-year-old in in sort of a race of this nature where there's a lot uh, a lot of unknowns um all of these horses, you said, Jason, are first up. There is one that isn't, and I I think she could be pretty good. Um, I had my doubts when she ran at Rose Hill uh, last start, and this is the – I'm talking about Opal Ridge, who ran second to Troach, um, was absolutely brutally held up um, in that run and probably would have run the race uh, had she got clear running sooner. Um, she's drawn now completely in the car park, barrier 13. Reese Jones is aboard, but I think she's got ability and she'll definitely have a fitness edge over a lot of these horses who are further or rather shorter in the market um, and are first up. So she's one that I've got my eye on just to see, you know, how I want to see how these other horses who are first up look in the yard and. Uh, you know, whether, whether there's much market support for them and that sort of stuff. But Oval Ridge is one who's fit. Uh, she ran a really good race last time at Rose Hill um, and was pretty unlucky. So I think um, I think Willinga Beast and Oval Ridge are the two that I've got my eye mostly on. In secret, could be anything, um, as a lot of these horses, same sort of story. But she hasn't convinced me yet. Um, she hasn't she hasn't come to to the city and and... Uh, sort of proven uh, the hype around her or any of the hype around her that she might have yet to me. Um, so I'm still waiting to see that. 
that said, I'm not knocking her in any way, shape or form. What she's done, you know, two races so far, you can't ask for any more. She's won both of her races, uh, albeit she's had barrier one both times and, and sort of had everything unfold her way. Um, but she's got barrier five this time. It doesn't look like it's going to be too much harder uh, in the sense that she's going to have to overcome much adversity or anything. It's just going to be whether she's good enough to step up and match uh, some of the best three-year-old fillies um, going around currently. So those are sort of the three. And then uh, the one at really big odds I just wanted to make a quick mention of was Snickcat. Uh, Snickcat ran second to Russian Conquest um, two starts back. And that was a massive, massive run. Like that was a really, really impressive run. She then after that ran third in the uh, the Magic Millions two year old race behind Cool and Gatter and Russian Conquest, um, and that was that was a great run too. Although she had barrier one, so she was sort of entitled to uh, run well after getting you know a good run on the rail. But um, her two trials have been good enough for mine, and I don't really understand why she's twenty one dollars here, apart from the fact that she's drawn barrier 12 like brenton Abdullah's no slouch he knows what he's doing um and with with that strong form around her uh, yeah I, I couldn't justify being being 21 dollars me so those are the those are the main ones i was uh, having a look at but like you can make a case for a lot of these horses and and like i said it's not the most ideal betting proposition this race it'll be interesting to see how they go though beautiful all right we're heading to our group one competition now I think heading into season three, we're one one. So it's Rocky three. Rocky three, the deciding bout. Best of three, baby, scissors, paper, rock all day. All right. So obviously the starting balances are going to uh thank God for last season, go back to zero. Um, <laughs> I think we both were both in the minus last season. The season before we're both in profit. Um, you got me in, and last year we're both in the negative and and I got you. But um We'll start off the wing stakes. We've got to cover um, select group ones across the spring. Blake, you're having one bet in the wing stakes. That I am, Jason. Um, I want to get off to a big, big start, hopefully. So I'm going 50 each way. Halal, if that thing can get up, then I'll be well, well into the green in the first group one of the season, which uh, which is what I was going for. The the one that I said I was more confident in or that I you know would potentially have a bet on is animo the favorite but if i have a hundred to win on animo i'm not you know i'm not i'm not uh opening up a big early margin like um like nature strip likes to do or eduardo so that's that's what i'm going for i'm going for the big uh knockout blow in the first round so yes. what are you doing jace i'm just i'm not even i'm not even thinking about you to be honest with you i'm, I'm in a competition <laughs> myself i'm I'm, I'm, fighting my, I'm fighting my own demons in the corner <laughs> A little punching bag, just trying to, you know, um, get myself off to a good start too. Like I, I could easily just pay a straight batter and take a hundred the place on Mawung or something like that, just to just to get in the green and ease myself into the season. But um, I'm looking for somewhat of a killer blow here too, um, to get myself well into the green, um, and hopefully see Blake well into the uh in the in the um, what's the mirror called? What's the mirror called? Can't think. Rear view mirror. That's the one. There you go. Slow on his feet. Get knocked out. Knock it out. Knock it out. Yeah, there it is. Um, seventy-five dollars to win on Mwunga, my top pick in the race, and twenty-five dollars to win on Profondo, my roughy who looks to map well, and he might just be a little bit better than what the market's giving him respect for. So uh, I think those two run a good race, and and have to agree, Halau has tried well. So maybe the punters can put a a nice little box trifecta or first four with those four runners and uh, hopefully get a collect. Um, all right, best bets. Any bets of notes? Any black bookers of note, Blake? You went really good the last season, the season before. Anything the punters can dive into on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I've preempted this uh, this season, or I've you know I've I've jumped the gun in a sense where I've uh, I've been watching closely and and adding to the black book, building it up uh, from scratch. I reset it. Um, before this season started and the last couple of weekends i've been adding to it slowly just to uh to get it prepared for the podcast returning and uh obviously better racing um so some of the horses that i do have in the black book um that i will mention are running on saturday one is mont felicity who was absolutely brutally unlucky last time uh, behind raging bull lovely esteem good form race um they're backing her up, which 
I mean, all it tells me is that she really was that unlucky and is going that well that they just want to throw her into the next race and, and get that win for her. Um, she she gets the, the 2,400 metres here, which is right up her alley. She draws well in barrier two. Willie Pike's aboard. I don't think there's too much against her in that race, so she's one I'm very keen on. Mont Felicity. Uh, there are a few others. Castilian's a horse I have a pretty good opinion of. Uh, ran second to... Another horse I've got a good opinion of, and a lot of people have a good opinion of, Berkeley Square last time at Flemington. Um, Castilian's racing at Mooney Valley gets back, so that'll be an interesting one to see. Less confident uh, less confident than I am with Mom Felicity. And the other one I just want to mention quickly is Yee Yee, running in the Premier's Cup, the only Group 3 we didn't cover uh, on this podcast. But Yee Yee was phenomenal in the same race as Lord Ardmore, Francesco Guardi, and Grove Ferry, which make up the top four in the market. I think Yee Yee is clearly the bet out of those three horses, having absolutely stormed home from the rear, drawing barrier 12 last time with Jay Ford aboard. Jay Ford sticks, draws barrier three this time, so should be able to settle a lot closer. Uh, he jumped well enough to settle closer last time, was just completely outside a wall of horses, so went back to last. Um, and gets up to the 2,000 metres, an extra 200 metres. If there was an extra 200 metres in their last start, Yee Yee would have won, like plain and simple. So there's already been money for him, 11 into seven, his second favourite now. Um, I expect him not to drift and uh, to potentially come in even more. Um, he's, he's a horse I've definitely got my eye on. So those are those are the two, the main two are Mom Felicity and Yee Yee running at Randwick. Uh, the other one I've got an opinion of is Castilian, but I'm not sure the race sets up ideally. What do you reckon, Jason? Got any best bets yourself? Punters will just have to dive into their pockets and rip out $30 and buy the Saturday racing package over at cginsight.com. Dot au. Um, I've already given out four free tips. Can't give out too much more, you know. It's just it's, it's mm. getting, getting tight here. So um, anyway, we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, and the punters can also sign up to a punters exclusive. Um, nice little affiliates uh, scheme there. So hopefully people can uh, cash in there and uh, bring all of their mates into the group. So um, that's going to get definitely definitely. If you if you're looking to if you're looking to you know cause some trouble and have a bit of banter on Saturday and, and watch the races at the same time, get involved because um, I'll be in the chat. I'm sure Jason will be able to find a, find a bit of time here and there to get involved and answer some questions and give a little bit of uh, insight on on upcoming races. And I'll definitely be in there. So um, yeah, look forward to seeing some of you listeners in there. Hopefully. Oh yeah, for sure. And don't forget, there's gonna be some exclusive giveaways, giveaways, um, merchandise. Can't mention some other things that possibly could be given away in there too. But uh, I think the punters might know what that means. Um, they're 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 a brainy bunch this lot. But uh, yeah, so it's got to be good. It's got to be fun. Hopefully, we can build the numbers and build the community, and uh, everyone can get some winners this Saturday. Um, that's about all for this show. As our Zoom link is about to expire in the next ninety seconds, so. Blake, thanks for joining me for episode one. Can't wait for the Wink Stakes. And we'll see you next week for episode two. Yes, sir. See you later.